0: Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Now, this week on the show, we've moved on from our topic of journals, but have we really? Because... Now that we've done four shows, two Monday episodes and two mini-episodes, circling around the many reasons we as people write journals and asking the question what to do with them as we consider downsizing or passing on the many objects in our lives to other people, I am starting to notice the topic expanding, ever expanding into all forms of correspondence personal, like journaling, or more outward, like letter writing, or whatever form your keeping in touch takes for you these days. And by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you should go back to episode 463, titled, What Do I Do With All Those Journals?, and move forward from there. But today, I want to touch on these ideas one more time, because I wanted to present a different take on things. And it's an idea you might want to embrace as well. It comes in the form of a voice memo from my own mother, who has been a vital supporter of this show since the very beginning of it, but who rarely has actually appeared herself. Here's what she has to say.
1: Hi Katie and Tiffany. This is Katie's mom, Ginny, and I've listened to your podcast about journaling and I wanted to tell you about a different idea. Not exactly journaling, but a wonderful thing that happened for me. Um, Katie's grandmother, her dad's mom, was named Aileen and in 1970 she began to take the letters I wrote to them, and punched them with a three-hole punch and put them in notebooks. Now, we always lived far from our parents, and so we were married in 1967, and I always wrote to each set of parents every week, telling what was happening and so forth. So I have these notebooks with all the things I wrote And little drawings that Dana and Sarah and Katie drew or cards that they sent, anything that we mailed to them, they saved and just put them consecutively into notebooks. So I could pull a notebook out and tell you what Katie was like as a baby, as I told about her, or what happened in kindergarten, or if somebody fell, or when Katie... Um was really sick once those kinds of things are recorded and so though i didn't journal or write these down, I have a wonderful several decades of what was written to my in-laws that were saved and things that my children did so I have done that for Katie and her sisters and our grandchildren i've saved them now. The reality is, with texting and email, it kind of goes by the wayside because people don't write the letters anymore like we used to have to do. But I thought it might be interesting for you both to know about it, and it's kind of a priceless treasure. So that's my add on on your journaling. I really enjoyed the episode.
0: I love this idea. She has already passed on one folder of my cards and notes to her. Unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, depending on how you look at it, we have spent most of our years living close to each other. So my letters to her are often more in the realm of thank you cards or Mother's Day, holiday greetings, a lot of hand-drawn comics that don't really translate to radio. (laughs) So I don't have the breadth of information like she has in writing a weekly update about her life and her kids to the same person every week chronicling what happened in her life. But I did find a couple postcards that I mailed from Rome that I thought you might find fun to hear. And of course they're postcards so they're short. My first postcard though is from the very first time I ever went to Rome, not when I lived there, but when I went there for Tiffany's wedding. I sent them a picture of the Spanish steps and the card says, "Hi Mom and Dad, These are the Spanish steps. Me and all of my friends climbed them yesterday in the heat of the sun on one of our daily walks that we've come to call Roman death marches. Rome is an amazing ancient city. Around every corner is something incredibly beautiful. Been thinking about you lots. So that is my first dispatch from Rome. Flipping further forward in the things that she has saved for me... We come to another dispatch from when I lived in Rome. Also written on a postcard. It says, Dear Mom and Dad, Greetings from Rome. Finally, a postcard in the mail. The church on this card is where St. Paul is buried. Derek and I took a long walk last week and ended up at it. One of many places I'd be happy to show you when you come to visit. Rome is starting to get cooler, but not by much. Derek and I enjoyed grabbing a little fall weather in Assisi over the weekend though we didn't really pack with the rainstorm we encountered in mind. Still refused to buy that umbrella, though. They were having an olive oil festival in Assisi, complete with a dramatized spectacular of trees dancing with olive pickers. It was certainly a different kind of Halloween. There's something kind of nice and tiny about a postcard, isn't there? All right, and just one more thing. One more dispatch from Rome. This was written on December 21st, 2013. Hi, Mom. I don't have a ton of time to write because we're on our way to a live nativity and then a party at Tiffany's house for the holiday. Derek and I had been running around for the last few days trying to find some little presents for each other for Christmas. It isn't easy to Christmas shop in Rome. There is the language barrier, of course. Then there is the fact that everything is a specialty shop. There's a glove store, and a watch store, and a hat store. Everything is so specific. So for every single idea, you have to figure out the answer to the question, now, who would sell such a thing? Then, if they don't have what you're looking for, you have to find another place that might have it. I thought that that part about the difficulties of shopping in Rome as soon as I read it, was just so vivid. And one final Christmas greeting from both me and Derek, and a happy new year of 2014. Dear Mom and Dad, and Sarah, who's my sister, if you're there as well, I guess she must have been coming to visit, who knows when this card will arrive, but even so, I am sending my Christmas greetings from across the globe. We are so sorry we won't be there to celebrate with you. It's true that the holidays have made us homesick, That said, we have learned how to roast chestnuts, so next year we will be happy to demonstrate. It's interesting how after all this chestnuts roasting on an open fire business, it took moving to Italy to actually try them. Here they're sold on every street corner, and they're very tasty. Christmas will come and go, and soon you'll be visiting here. I look forward to showing you around the city and sharing all the discoveries I've made. It is a very loud place, but it is very beautiful. I love you. I miss you. We miss you. Merry Christmas and a happy 2014. All things maybe not as important as the stuff my mother discovered when she reread the letters she sent, but things I wouldn't have remembered writing without her saving these and handing them back. I still write letters. I know a lot of people don't, but I still do. In part because I find that writing a letter to a friend who lives out of town can actually feel like you spent part of your evening with them. If you're missing somebody, I find, if you sit down to write to them, it does feel like you spent some time together. If you haven't done it for a while, maybe pick someone you love or miss and, and put your pen to paper and just see where it goes. Might be kind of fun. Might pass the evening in a way you weren't expecting. And finally, if you are a supporter of this show, perhaps you've heard from me by hand also. Some of you have even written back. And I do that. I write thank you letters to you by hand because your support is very personal to me and I want to spend some time with you. So Lisa, Keith and Sherry, Cindy and Mary Lisa, I am planning to write to you very soon with my thanks for becoming people who help keep this show alive alongside my mother and her tireless support. Also, as a supporter of this show, you get access to two bonus episodes every month. And I will say that the bonus episode that is coming out next week is a true delight. Tiffany and I recorded it right before I recorded this mini episode. And the title of it is An Italian Love Affair Gone Wrong. And it is a dispatch from Tiffany's early life in Rome that is both familiar and unbelievable. If you're a supporter of this show, a longtime supporter, a regular supporter over on Patreon, you'll be hearing that next Wednesday. And if you're not there yet, and you want to hear about an Italian love affair gone wrong, and later in the month, witness those singular moments when Tiffany first met Claudio for the very first time, join us over behind the paywall as a supporter of this show. You can find links to donate in the show notes. You can also go to patreon.com slash thebittersweetlifepodcast. If all of that is too hard to remember, just visit thebittersweetlife.net. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. Write someone a letter. Bye.